Hello and welcome to episode 21 of North Point Plus. North Point Plus is 21. North Point Plus can drink. I'm glad you said it. Normally I say those things and uh, yeah, anyway. No, there's another edgy <laughs> pastor on staff and yeah. we're competing. For I love, man, you can win it. You can have it. I'm, I'm old and tired. It's we'll we'll good. trade the title every now and then. I like it. All it's, right, a, so. it's a rotating belt. All right, so that would have only been cool had we had drinks here like cocktails in front of us. No, that water doesn't. Well, I don't know what's in your water container there your cup but anyways none of this matters sorry not allowed to say anything let's not (laughs) let's not drive down that road no let's not oh man this is our follow-up podcast uh so we gather together on sunday mornings have our message get together talk and this podcast is a way to continue that yeah and i i said it on sunday and i'll say it again i am glad we do this yeah uh uh, because the american concept of sermon not just american like lots of this is kind of the natural way it's a monologue not a dialogue not the way that i uh, jesus intended conversations to happen i'm not like down on it it is what it is it's who we are but i love that we're trying to do some things um to mitigate that some so i dig this yeah no i think it was it's great that you brought it up yesterday that Jesus asked so many questions. Yeah, that's in his wild. Ministry, that yeah. he asked three hundred something questions, yeah. but he he was asked like one hundred and eighty-three. Yeah, one hundred eighty-three. Yeah, um, and that's just really cool because yeah, we fall. Everyone falls into the the formulaic yeah format of what church looks like, yeah. where you meet once a week, yeah. have your message, right. go home, have Sunday lunch. Right. So this is a cool way that we can just continue yeah. the conversation. Yeah. You guys can ask questions, challenge, say Chris is wrong, Chris yeah. is right, yeah, whatever usually. you might say. Yeah, and 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 appreciate you guys. Uh, it only works if you ask questions. So yes, so for thank doing you. that. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> for submitting questions. Uh, so yesterday, Chris, uh, we're going through Proverbs. Yeah, um, we as of recording, we're recording on January thirty one. So if you're following along with the reading plan, you should have just yeah. finished. Proverbs, yeah. and then as this, or you will today, or you will today. Yeah, you still have time. Yeah, so we're if you're a husband, you want to read today. <laughs> Just there's a little tease for you. <laughs> yes, that classic Proverbs 31. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then as we post, this will go live on February one, so you can start the plan again. Go back through Proverbs, see what else God might say to you, because as you go through it again, inevitably something will come up, and God will just be like, "Hey, remember when we read this?" I'm going to remind you about it again. <laughs> I, I, let's do something fun for a second. Uh, I mean, the whole thing's fun, but uh, this, this, is, is, this is just fun. free for folks who actually watch the podcast. Yeah. If you're a husband and, uh, and you read Proverbs 31 today, do it before your wife does and send her a text mm. affirming some of the things that you read in there. Man, I hope a lot of husbands are watching this right now. And just be like, baby, I was reading the Bible this morning, <laughs> and it said, like, a godly woman, a noble woman is this. And you're just spot on. Oh my gosh. It's a game changer. Yeah, we're going to have a lot That's of like good communication. It's good communication, but it's also a win right there because you is. just got ahead of the game <laughs> with your wife. I say game, I don't mean it like that, but like, man, you're ahead of it. That's just some, anyways, okay. That's, That's free, guys. I uh, try that. Let me know how it works. <laughs> Text me at markadkins.com. So, markadkins.com. Yeah, I, I mixed like three different uh, communication uh, methods there all into one that doesn't work. But. Oh, man. Yeah, if you want to email me, it's madkins at northpointcc.org. Yes. So. Yeah, it, it's yeah. confusing, but it works out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. so, yes, we did talk about communication yesterday. Yes, we did. Uh, or I did, and yeah, Proverbs has a ton to say about it, which is kind of interesting to me. Uh, and I asked the question partway through the talk um, of, are you surprised that so much of what Proverbs says about communication has to do with listening? Because I was surprised by right. that. Oh, yeah. I was looking for, um, honestly, more tips on on. on communicating well yeah, and just got captured by the fact that listening was such a big component of that, which probably shouldn't be surprised, but it yep, was Yeah, and again, so. some of that can come down to just our American culture. We yeah. like to talk. We like to be the ones to talk. Yeah. You're very individual. 
you're yeah. very individualistic individual your opinion matters yeah well, i'm should. the most important person in my world yes so, yeah. and so you should do whatever it takes to make that opinion yeah. known well and, yeah. in whatever setting you're in it is a crazy thinking it is our it is very cultural yeah. other cultures you know thinking like latin american cultures that, that not the same right like the family is the most important unit or others right. are most important but uh yeah. yeah it's not us not for us Go America. Eh, you know, whatever. There's probably some benefit to <laughs> it. It is too, what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. And culture that's why culture. it's good that we're relying on the Bible. We're not relying on the Constitution. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> or culture. Weird. We go back to yeah, Scripture, which it is transcends cool. all cultures and all yeah. ideologies. And Way to go, God. Yeah, go figure. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> Almost. I love it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about communication, the importance of listening. Um, and so we got a lot of questions, yeah. which is great. Good. Some of these questions at the beginning yeah. are less to do with They're hard balls. communication and Let's move. more to we'll do, do it. with... We'll do it. Let's do it quick. Just, we're just going to run through these. I love it. Don't cuddle the panda. Yeah, don't cuddle it's the panda. turned into something we could have never imagined. Jake needs to write a book. If he wrote a book, I think he could probably retire it, early. I was going to say, is it a children's book? That'd be a weird children's book. Multiple platforms. You get the adult book. You get the children's book. He can have the podcast. It's yeah. pretty sweet. We're basically building Jake's empire. I love this. As, <laughs> as long as I can just say that, that I know Jake, that's all that matters to me. There it is. Jake, don't forget us when you're big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first question comes in regarding uh, Rick wearing the panda shirt yesterday. Yeah. Rick has his own shirt. Yeah. Don't cuddle the panda. Yeah. Uh, and it's red. Uh, Donna wants to know why it's red. Yeah, I don't know. I think the only logical answer is that Rick is a communist. Wow. That's, that's uh, Mar- again, Madkins at NorthPointCC.org, folks. So. That's the only logical answer. Okay. Are all Ohio State fans also communists because they wear red? I oh. can't say. Is that an Ohio State color? These are, I think so. Is that a football team? Uh, they would say crimson. Yeah. Oh, crimson. So, oh, crimson. So would is that crimson tide? I think so. Or is that different? Roll tide. These are all sports references that people are going to so, realize that. It's really important. I don't know how important it is, but it's probably uh, worth noting that neither Mark nor I are sports people. At uh, all. Yeah, so At when all. when we talk sports, it's pretty fun. Yes. Yeah. I like the University of Michigan mm. because my family does. Ah. And the number of times people will come up and say, do you watch the game? I will just say yes. Yeah. It's just easier to say yes. Yeah, I, I don't like, know what game is on. I don't I, know what season we're in. Yeah, I always like to say, oh, girls volleyball? Yeah, I was watching that. <laughs> some some uh, luge? Yeah. I was watching Agro luge. Agro-tumbling? Yeah, Agro- absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't know, Donna. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Rick likes red. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. Our ruble at northpointcc.org. Feel free. Shout out. He'll let you know. <laughs> second question yeah. regarding still the ah. panda. Mm. Will there be a second printing of the highly coveted panda stickers? Oh, the, the, the Lord works in mysterious ways, so we'll leave it at that. That's awesome. <laughs> Great. <laughs> if there are, they'll be on the Connect kiosk, and you can feel free to grab them. <laughs> Whenever they're there. Mm. If they're there. Mm. Keep checking. <laughs> Uh, next question, yeah. uh, a, a burning theological question. Uh, Chris, you mentioned uh, yesterday that you will answer all questions. Sure. Will you answer this one? Yeah, absolutely. Great. That's mm. it. That was the question. And an answer. No, no name on that one, huh? Nope. Yeah. Anonymous. Okay. Rightly, rightly so. <laughs> Good. Hope they watch. Good. Yeah. Okay. Now that we have uh, housekeeping out of the way. Good stuff. Let's dive into Proverbs. All right. Uh, so the first question comes from Ray Boyer, and he wants to know, now that you're back on the podcast, because mm. if people remember, you were supposed to be on the podcast at the beginning of January. Yeah. Chris got sick. Yeah. We, yeah, sick. Sick. Yeah. Right. Yep. So you weren't there. No. And Ray submitted a question to yeah. you and was very offended oh, that you it. couldn't answer. Oh, I'm sorry, Ray. Ray wants to know, what's your favorite proverb? Favorite proverb? I don't know if I have a favorite one, but one that pops to mind all the time. And we've used it probably because we've used it in our our home, raising our kids and whatnot uh, uh, a ton Mm. is uh, Proverbs 3, verse 5, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah. uh, And all your ways, uh, acknowledge him, make your paths straight. And there's some 
good exegesis that should happen in that, uh, right. because it's one of those <laughs> proverbs that seems like, oh, cool, if I just everything will go well. Trust Jesus, then my life will be amazing. But, yep. uh, but yeah, it's been for us. It's been a powerful proverb, and even in the times of uh, struggle and uh, frustration and uh, tragedy and all the the pieces of life, mm. that uh, that key of uh, when we trust the Lord, there is clarity. Yeah. Uh, in our stuff, even when we don't know what we're supposed to do. So it may right. not be that kind of clarity. Right. I can be clear, and I share this at every funeral that, that I officiate. It, it can be clear that uh, uh, God is still sovereign. He still sits on his throne. Mm-hmm. He still hurts when I hurt. Yeah. Um, and he cheers when I cheer, too. So it's not like just the sad parts of life, right. but um, but uh, because I have that trust in him, or as a family, when we put our trust in him, yeah. um, there is a uh, a clarity of reality yep. in the midst of. So yeah, maybe that. Great. Proverbs 3, I think it's like 5 and 6, something like that. Great. Love it. There you go, Ray. There you go. Uh, this question is from Mark Adkins, question mark, which should be a clue that it's not me. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not me. So someone is uh, someone is stealing my identity. With a question mark. With a, with a question mark. And identity theft is serious. Not, it's not really stealing your identity. They've just sampled it because they've made it their own by changing the... They've appropriated my identity. <laughs> Only a little bit. Well, the I'm question okay mark changes it. It's its own thing. It's like it's what, true. It's, what Weird Al does not with sure music, if right? they were taking my identity or not. It's still in question. Oh. <laughs> so it's... Okay, fair enough. It's in limbo. All right. Okay. So a question from Mark Adkins. Yeah. Um, how do you get better at being a great question asker and going to ask questions that are helpful, not just surface level questions? So how oh. do you go beyond just, hey, have you seen the weather today? Yeah, that's a... That's a great question. If we were having uh, a sit-down discussion, I would say, uh, give me some ways that you've uh, become or tried to become a good question asker. And yeah. Maybe they would say something like, well, I ask a bunch of questions, and I would be, cool, what kinds of questions? <laughs> and they'd say, what do you mean? I'd say, well, are they um, questions that you can answer with a yes or a no? And they might say, yes. That's a bad question. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, I, think, uh, I think being a great question asker is a fun way to relate to other people. Yeah. And so it almost, I don't want to use the word game, but it becomes kind of a, a fun game that you can yeah. play of, of uh, I want to get to know this person. I'm going to ask a bunch of questions yep. and then figure out which ones seem to land well. We, we always ask the same questions when we meet people, right? Hey, uh, are, are you married? Do you have kids? What do you do for a living? Right. And those are pretty surface level questions, but they're also safe questions to ask. And, right. and we want to have some safe questions depending right. on how we know a person. Right. But uh, I stopped asking people what they do for work because I don't want people to ever hinge their identity on their job. Mm. And that's part of the first responder world uh, leaking out of me. Sure. Um, but I'll ask them, uh, hey, so what do you do with your days? And that's a weird question, and everybody right. pauses at that and goes, oh, do you, mean, do you mean like what I do? What do I do for work? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> tell me about that. Or like, do you have hobbies? Or like, do yeah. you sleep a lot? Or do you like to read? Or I don't know. Like, you tell me. What do you? Yeah. What do you do with your days? So, so I think finding different ways to ask questions, and and if you play with that enough with yep. people, you'll find some ones that make people uh, pause. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're in this fairly decent conversation, and then you've. You yep. file that away in your in your Rolodex in the back of your head, and you're like, I'm going to pull that out again because yep. that's a pretty fun um, yep. thing. I, the other, I mean, for whatever it's worth, the other maybe secret is the uh, tell me more about that. <laughs> that's a simple yep. question that, yep. that keeps people, people talking, and uh, most people really do like talking about themselves. They do. Um, so, yeah. yeah, the uh, when I was an admissions rep at, uh, at college, you work a lot with high school students who don't like to talk at all. 
They're learning. They're learning to talk. They're getting there. Yeah. Um, so that's that's that was the primary audience we interacted with all yep. the time. Yeah, so we good. learned and we're trained on okay, how do you how do you pull students out because they're in an uncomfortable position, they're out of their comfort zone, mm-hmm. they're talking to complete strangers, yep. not spending thousands of dollars. Yeah. So um and the trick we learned is that when you ask questions, and maybe this is part of the American culture, we almost feel that we can make it more comfortable for someone if we answer the question while we ask it. Oh. So if we say, um, like for example, in the context of high school students, oh, wh- what are you wanting to study? Do you want to study business? Do you want to? St- are you looking at nursing? And we mm. kind of like provide answers to them mm. as we ask the question, and then they'll say like, oh yes, I'm looking at studying business. Mm. And so, it, for me, being a good question asker is stop answering people's questions. Yeah, I'm like, wait, to them. is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because everything in me is like, oh, yeah, don't, ah, yeah, don't okay. Just ask good. the question, and if it's quiet for a little bit, that's okay. It's okay to be quiet for a little bit, and I I love using the prompt. Tell me about yourself. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. Because then they can go wherever they want. Exactly. If they feel, if they want to feel safe. Yep. Well, I'm married. I got two kids. Been married 26 years. You know, I yep. work at a church. I work EP. I mean, they can give you safe answers. Or right. if they, you know, well, I'm really, I'm really struggling with depression right now. And I don't right. really know how to dig myself out of that. And right. They get to set that. I like what you said too about, um, and I appreciate you saying it, silence. Mm-hmm. We stink at that. We, we do not like so it. It's so awkward for some reason. Yeah. And so uh, when I'm coaching group leaders and we're, we're talking through uh, how to ask good questions, uh, one of the things I'll tell them is uh, ask your question and then count to 30. And it is one of the most difficult things, yes. uh, group leaders, because 30 seconds is a long yeah. time for silence. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and somebody will always rescue you. Somebody rescue yeah. you. Somebody will always jump up to right. start that conversation going. So right. yeah, silence is good. Yeah. Yeah. So the the way to... Be great at asking questions. Yeah, just do Ask it. Ask more questions. Yeah, just do it. Just Nike, do it. Nike had it all figured out, right? There we go. Just do it. Who knew they were talking about communication? <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's good. Uh, this question comes from the Jarvis Life Group, mm. and it's two parts. It's one of my favorite life groups, by the way. Of all of our life groups, I have a lot of favorites, <laughs> <laughs> and Jarvis like, is one of my top favorites. They're like children. So. They're not really all your favorite, but there is a secret. They're all my favorite, but some are There's more favorite depending on the minute or the day or the moment. <laughs> and right now, Jarvis Life Group is Way one to of be my Jarvis. favorites. So. Yeah, they meet on Sunday afternoons if you're interested in plugging into a life group. I don't care. I'm going to pitch it right now. Yeah. Uh, we got a bunch of them, but Jarvis Life Group, man, Sunday afternoon right after church. Works out well. It's a good deal. So their life group asked two yeah. questions. Yeah. So we'll, we'll split it into two. All right. How do you get the other person on board with the 10 points? So in, in your message, we talked about 10 points we did. for amazing communication. Yeah. What if someone has no interest in any of those 10 points? I'm always nervous when any kind of... Uh, uh, question or concern or she starts with how do you make someone because <laughs> <laughs> already we're at the answer right. which is you don't you, you can't. can't you can't make anybody do anything but i do think uh you can certainly always do yourself like work on yourself model it become right. better at whatever uh the point is that you're most fascinated by i don't know that i'd go after all 10 that's just right. it's too much stuff just pick one that you're like ah, oh, yeah i want to do that a little more right. so if it's being a better question asker like just start at that and so if, yeah, whether it's a life group context or uh, maybe it's a spouse context, right. just become a great asker of questions if that's the one you're working on right. in your life group. Yeah. Even if you're not the leader of the life group, you can still ask good questions. Right. So if the life group leader drops one of the questions out of sermon-based questions and someone starts answering that, feel free to be like, hey, wait a minute, help me understand that more. Unpack that a little right. more for me. I'm just trying to catch up. Right. You know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, or with your spouse when they get home from work, you're like, hey, what's the most fascinating part of your day? 
Because again, we always say, how was your day? Good. That's a question that could be answered with good or not good. Right. And maybe you follow that up with, oh, it wasn't good? Right. I'm sorry. What well, that's not even good? a question. What wasn't good? <laughs> so yeah, so ask the question. Hey, what was the most fascinating part? Or who yeah. was the most interesting person you met today? Or right. if you could erase one minute from your day right. today, what would it have been? Yeah. Just how do you ask these uh, open-ended, not yep. yes or no answer questions? Yep. Sorry, I devolved back to questions. No, but, that, that uh, probably You can't make do. anybody do anything, uh, <laughs> but you can certainly model it. And over yeah. time, they might pick it up. Yeah, well, and I think that it relates to, um, you mentioned, or you talked about, uh, the concept that Henry Cloud brought up. Yeah. The fool yeah. doesn't respond to words. Right. So you can go through that process of, hey, there's these 10 things that we as a life group or we as an employer-employee relationship are working towards, yeah. and it will yeah. it will go over their head. It won't matter. Yeah. And so then it comes down to expectations and consequences, yeah. what we talked about. Yeah, they say deadlines. Uh, Cloud says deadlines, deadlines and consequences. And consequences. Yeah. And, he, and uh, his book, for whatever it's worth, uh, Necessary Endings, uh, Henry Cloud, uh, he's really writing from a business perspective. So yep. he's writing from the marketplace world of how employers deal with employees. Yep. And so when you say deadlines and consequences, that makes more sense in that context. Right. Hey, uh, buddy, I need you to do this by then, or we're going to have to right. whatever. Uh, that becomes a much more complex reality right. in social relationships. So it's right. with, your, with your kids, maybe a little bit easier. Hey, clean your room by tonight, or I'll do it for you. Um, uh, which is something we have used, um, or uh, with a spouse that obviously is a much more, um, sensitive because you don't want to say we're applying deadlines and consequences to our spouse. But I, I do like your word of expectations because we can say we can, we can have some expectations. Okay. I really need you to do this uh, by then or we're going to be homeless. Yes. Yeah. That to me in, in my relationships, whether it be friendships, marriage, whatever it might be, Clearly communicating expectations solves so many problems mm-hmm. that people might have for it's like, oh, we were supposed to be home at this time. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Well, now we know that. Now yeah. that expectation is set, whether that's for a child, for a roommate, whatever it might be. Yeah. Clearly communicating that. And then yeah. you have the expectation. And then you can yeah. determine, is there a consequence associated with that, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, because like you said, we can't make someone say, okay, be open-minded. <laughs> Read the room <laughs> right. and do all of all 10 of these amazing right. uh, communication traits. Right. But if we begin to apply those to ourselves, we just become better. Right. Uh, and happier in that whole, that whole sentence we keep using of learning how to live right and well. I, I just yeah. think that's the, obviously the goal behind right. Proverbs. So. Yep. No, that's great. Um, the second part of their, their question, how do we have necessary conversations with the fools? Yeah, uh, so buy the book. <laughs> buy the book. It's going to help. I, I would recommend some books, honestly, because this has been an area that I've always struggled with, too. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's natural for us. We don't want to have hard conversations. It's yeah. not pleasant. But often in our worlds, uh, we have to figure out how to have those conversations. Yeah. And, and you're going to, if, if you're not already a parent, um, you're going to have to have hard conversations. So yeah. the, the earlier you can... Get used to it. Get as comfortable as you can be with it. Yep. Um, then, you know, there you go. Uh, there's two books that I pulled uh, from my shelf because there's lots of books on how to do this. And some yep. of them I just think are, are not helpful for me, <laughs> yeah. you know, because a lot of times the advice is, oh, you got to sandwich the hard thing in between two nice things. Right. Like, say a nice thing that you don't mean and then say the hard thing that you're really trying to say and then say <laughs> another nice thing to soften the blow because we're Americans. That's fine. If that if that works for you, you know, do you, you do you, boo. Right. But um, 
But I, I, there's other ways to get at it. So uh, there's a couple of them. One is, is called uh, Where My Difficult Conversations. Um, this is a decent book. It's uh, not written necessarily from a Christian perspective, but it's classic. It's been around for a long time, and their whole byline is how to discuss what matters most. Um, I've highlighted a ton in here, mm. and not everything in here is magical gold, but uh, yeah. there's some really good components in here of just how to have those more difficult conversations, and so conversations with maybe somebody in your world that you've identified as a fool. Yep. Um, what does that look like to have the, hey, I love you, but I need you to do this by... By this time, or right. you know, we're probably right. going to be in some situations. The one that might be more important um, is this by uh, Douglas Stone and Sheila Heen. It's called "Thanks for the Feedback." Mm. Um, this isn't how you have difficult conversations with other people; it's how you receive difficult conversations from other oh, people. That's interesting because, and I'm not suggesting you're the fool, but I have a really hard time with criticism. Um, yeah. You know, I just, yeah, I don't know that any of us do great, but um, no, but I'm, I'm particularly, I, I have all the hotbed stuff that happens here. I lawyer up immediately. I begin <laughs> to feel my blood pressure rise. And it's like, why? Yeah. Especially if that person has my best interest at heart. So I'm trying to figure out how to be a better receiver of difficult conversations. Right. And I'd like to tell you that I'm way better than I was, Yeah. but I was really bad before. <laughs> and now I'm just partly bad. <laughs> so, um, so that thanks for the feedback might be a better place to start just for you, whoever's asking this, yep. um, to figure it out in you. And, and my guess in that is that you'll figure out how to have that with others. Cause yep. you know how you want to be. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think it goes back to, I mean, what we were just talking about of how do you make someone, yeah, have a better conversation is you can't yeah but you can be prepared going yeah. into that conversation and i think it goes back to those 10 principles again of of argument is not the goal right i mean the number of times where i before i worked in ministry working in the business world where people were like okay we're going to go into this meeting and we're going to have an argument yeah well no what that's why like, why is that the why set it that why set it up that way like okay well now we now we are going to argue because bring it on that's the goal apparently of the argument <laughs> right so argument's not the goal. Yeah. We're measured. We're open-minded. We're yeah. reading the room. Like when you enter into that conversation in that way, like the number of times I have had difficult conversations where you kind of have the argument in your head yeah. going in oh. where it's like, oh, I'm going to say this. I'm really good at that, by the this way. This is what they're going to say. I yeah. know they're going to say this. And yeah. then you say the first thing and their response is usually, oh, yeah, thanks yeah. for sharing that. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, I had the whole argument. Yeah, we, we can't do that. <laughs> There's like 20 more minutes of conversation that I have to have. Man, is that is that common to everybody, you think, that where you're having that fake dialogue in the yeah. car when you're driving someone, you've got that person set up and you're <laughs> just having it? That's everybody, right? I think so. I think to some extent we just... I would be fascinated if we if we get any feedback from this. Like you tell us if that's a thing you do. If yeah. that's just continual. Yeah, I have inner monologue of arguments with people. <laughs> so unhealthy. It like really for me, is. I'm talking about me, not yeah. you or you. But oh, like, it absolutely is. I it's, get myself all worked up on yeah. something that's well, not begin, even real. You begin to perceive things that aren't yeah. there because you're yeah. still prep. You're still preparing for the conversation. Yeah. And it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And they say things that are like, oh, I know they're thinking this. Yeah, and they're not. And in my best moments, I can look at that objectively and be like, 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 man, how how arrogant and selfish of me is that to assume that right. they're going to be the worst of themselves right when obviously i'm the best of myself right it, yeah i just it's so it's so goofy and yet i, I don't stop doing it i'm still yep. culpable of that regularly and I have to fight myself yep. back from yeah that's weird i'm glad we had that discussion me too <laughs> yeah i think it, it's helpful how do you have the necessary conversation with a fool i think it's helpful to paint yourself that you are probably the fool too. Sometimes entering yeah. into that conversation where yeah. it's like, okay, there are, there are things that I've probably done 
there's things that I can own up to. I, I go back to the passage of, of Jesus where, um, where we're, we're taught humility to count others as more significant than ourselves. Yeah. And so in that conversation, sometimes people have done things that are objectively foolish, and we have yeah. the responsibility to have that conversation with that person and say, hey, this is something we need to address. Yeah. And I can approach that in humility, knowing yeah. that I have messed up yeah. and I will mess up. Sure. And that can at least temper some of the internal argument that happens mm-hmm. before I even have that conversation. So, yeah, I think some of the um, the uh, uh, cautionary on this too is uh, it, it, we always identify anybody who disagrees with us as the fool. Yes. Like, oh, that guy's a fool, you know. But that that's not what the Bible means when it talks about the fool. And right. and even that book uh, from Cloud Henry Cloud. Uh, necessary endings. It does a good job describing yep. this concept of the fool, and it, and, it, and it's that person that um, will be defensive, will deflect, will blame you instead. So there is a there is a litany of components to that person. Yeah. It's not just a person that disagrees with you, yep. or a person who maybe made a mistake or something like that. That doesn't make right. them the fool. They're they're the person that, uh, and that's why he lands on don't use words, right. because if you try to um, hey explain this is why, and they're gonna just oh well that wasn't my fault. That was Bob and Bob. Bob didn't do, and then if you would have given me better, so there's just this defensiveness. You're not going to get anywhere. It's yeah. it's going to end up with a switch track. So there's now another five conversations they want to throw into. Well, right. you never do the. Okay, we can talk about that also, right. but right now we want to concentrate. So that that defining that that person is a fool. Be cautious with that. Yes, you know. Yep. Um, yes, we're very liberal in our use of fools. Yeah. <laughs> because to us, like like you pointed out in your message, to us, fool doesn't mean. Exactly right. what it meant when Solomon wrote, "Right, you're an idiot." Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a fun one <laughs> for us. It's, oh, you, that's foolish. Everything's yeah. foolish that we do is wrong. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good clarification. Good. All right, uh, this question comes in. Um, what would you suggest to a married couple who both uh, both people in the married couple avoid conflict and avoid communication because they did not have healthy communication? resolution modeled to them by their parents if they are stuck in a pattern of not communicating how can they begin to change that pattern and so we talked about this as staff this morning we've talked about it um julie and i talked about it with our life group of that learned behavior of communication mm-hmm. sure. family where that just becomes sure. ingrained in what you do and you can acknowledge it and it's still a part of your life 20 years later mm-hmm. 30 years later 40 years later however long it might be mm-hmm. how do you break out of that pattern of learned of poor communication that was learned in your family. Yeah, um, great, great question. So I don't know who's asking this, uh, but uh, with with all sarcasm aside, I I would love to talk more about maybe some specifics with you. Yeah. Um, if if this is a, a, a an issue that's ongoing and more than just sort of an intellectual curiosity right. kind of thing, which is cool too. Um, so shoot me an email or whatever because I would love to yeah. unpack this a little more because uh, what I'm gonna say next might come across as just email me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a little concerned in the question, again, unless it's an intellectual, like we're just right. kind of curious, because if you've identified that you have unhealthy models, mm. then there's no reason to stay stuck in the model that you've identified as unhealthy. So in the question, it identifies that, hey, we had these bad models and now we just keep doing the same thing. Right. Oh, what was us? Well, no, because if you've identified those as unhealthy models and you saw that, I get that. Right. So then don't do that. Do different. Right. Which is super. Ba- that's why I say, please email me, like, because that's such a right. It can come across as callous, callous, and baseline. Like, well, okay, but we don't know how to do that. Okay, right. cool. We can certainly come up with some better uh, right. tools, better yep. tricks, better tips. 
Um, to, but, but I think more often than not, couples that are stuck in non-communicative uh, relationship, yep. they may not recognize it's built on unhealthy parent model patterns. They just think that that's because their spouse is a horrible or they're horrible or, you know, right. right, this is just or this is normal. Right. This is what marriage is. We just don't talk about these things because when we do, we fight. So we don't bring them up. Right. And that's also super unhealthy. A good marriage is where you never fight. You never disagree. Oh, man. And, and I, we, I like to joke with Rick about the spirited conversation. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you call that? Idiom for, for right. fighting. But, um, but no, I mean, like uh, Lesson Leslie Parrott, uh, a couple of uh, Christian uh, researchers, therapists, counselors, uh, professors at it, I think it's Pacific University, whatever, uh, written a number of books. And one of the books they write is called uh, uh, Fight Night. Mm. And they put on these seminars where they teach you how to fight which yeah. I think is amazing way to just yep. not beat around the bush if we're using right. one of those principles of uh, <laughs> fighting can be a good thing, but there are some ground rules to it. Right. So, you know, and, and what that looks like of not bringing up stuff in the past and, and then how we, uh, what words right. we use in our present and how we stay on a single track and not switch tracks. So, right. so to the question, I'd say if, if you feel like there's issues that you never talk about because uh, you don't, you don't know why you just can't talk about them. Well, I don't know why we just can't talk about these things. Yeah, uh, I would suggest finding someone that you can talk to to help you get some perspective on how to do that. Right. As a married couple, you should and can talk about any issue under the sun. Uh, one of the things that we do, uh, uh, you know, and I think a lot of you have heard, Emily and I are leading these funner marriage retreats yep. where we know funner is not a word, but uh, we think marriage should be and can be. So what you're doing in your marriage already is good stuff. And if we just uh, a few assessments and a couple of minor tweaks, like it could be even funner. So that's kind of the thing. Well, one of the things that um, happens in those assessments that, that they see there's a section that are called hot topic issues. Yep. And so it's the five things that when these topics come up will probably bring controversy to you for whatever reason. Um, and it's stuff like kids or money or sex or in-law relationships. There's a whole uh, uh, bucket of options that they yep. self-identify what those are. Just knowing those, yep. that's the win. Because it's like, okay, well, if that issue of finances is going to come up because now I'm looking at the checkbook and we're overdrawn again, and I know that's a hot topic issue, for whatever reason, uh, I can approach that a little more sensitively, read the room. I can walk right. into that a little more softly, yep. and uh, maybe the best time to do that is not when my spouse gets right home from work, and I start it with, so we're overdrawn again, <laughs> but maybe there's a, you know, because, but other topics that are, are not hot topic issues that are right. easy for us to talk about, yeah, maybe I can hit them up right when they get home from work, be like, ah, oh, well, the trash guy missed us again. I'm like, right. ah, that guy. I mean, right. is that making sense? So I'm, yeah. I'm, it's a long answer, because I don't know yeah, how to I mean, answer that question good. definitively, other than, uh, on one hand, if you're not sure why you can't talk about these things, I'd say f meet with someone, um, uh, any of us as pastoral staff would love to sit down with you and just help you get past that yep. stuck point. Or we've got lists of professional therapists, counselors. Um, there's probably some good books out there, but I think probably a neutral third person is going to be the most helpful hit. Right. But if you recognize that it's rooted in a model you've seen, yep. then don't use that as an excuse. Right. And, and just let's do different than what right. you've seen. So. Yeah. Well, I think the, I mean, to share a little bit of, of Julie and I's story, I think knowing the issue and acknowledging that to each other. Yeah. It's, it's different to acknowledge it here and say, yeah. you know, if it's, if it's one spouse saying like, Hey, I, I think I see unhealthy patterns, but acknowledging that with your spouse and yeah. saying, this seems like an issue. Is it an issue for you? Yeah. It is an issue for me. So at least now, now that's out there. But for Julie and I, like when we, Julie and I started dating in high school. 
dated all through college, got married right after college. So very formative years. We spent a lot of time together, a lot of times with our families. Um, and c- very quickly when we got married, realized, okay, I like arguing. Oh. Julie does not like oh. arguing. Okay. So I just dominate. Yeah, sure. The conversation yeah. dominate I, with my opinion. That's just because so. that's what she was she was raised with. You know, my yeah. parents don't really argue in front of us. They don't disagree. So Julie yeah. never had a model that she could observe of this is how families deal with disagreement. Yeah. Whereas in my family, which is a big family, yeah. we never stop arguing. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just normal for me. Yeah. Arguing was normal. Yeah. And so Julie and I were able to acknowledge that and say, hey, hmm. it, it seems like you never want to disagree. And she can come back to me and seems like it seems like you only want to disagree yeah, that's great and we can acknowledge that and talk through that's that. great communication yeah and just getting that out there yeah. and starting that process of yeah. okay we acknowledge the problem but just because the problem's there isn't an excuse to say well it's just the way it is yeah i'm just right. gonna argue right so we've had these unhealthy models yeah yeah and, and that would really apply like anywhere in life not just communication right. but right you know right. oh we've we have these unhealthy models of yeah. you know addiction yeah. issues or uh you know, unhealthy right. lifestyle issues right. or, you know, whatever it might be, uh, you know, abuse issues. Yep. I'm just going to prep, uh, what is it, per- perpetuate it. Right. And nobody would be like, oh, that's okay. Right. That's normal. Yeah. No. It can be healthier. It can be funner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. So I, this is a great first step. Yeah. I think yeah. following up, getting a, a yeah. neutral third party or just continuing yeah. the conversation is, yeah. is the best way to, to bring change. Yeah. In. I like it. So good. Cool. I hope that's helpful to whoever asked that question. Yes. Yeah. Last question. Okay. Which uh, this might feed into a little bit of what we just talked about. If you are prone to communicate passionately mm. rather than calmly passionately, mm. how do you go about calming yourself and not letting emotions take over the conversation? Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm a passionate guy. <laughs> I get myself all whipped up. Yep. And so uh, that's easy for me. <laughs> uh, and I don't I don't want to downplay the role of emotions in the conversation because I, I right. do want us to be authentic to who we are. So yep. for me to come across as a, you know, stoic, stoic Frankenstein, uh, <laughs> I'm going to spend all my energy on modifying my <laughs> facial features. Right. And not engaging in the conversation. Yep. So I don't I mean, laying that as a base, I, I think there has to be some room for yeah. uh, that. But but within that, it doesn't give me license to be a jerk. It doesn't give me license to bulldoze. It right. doesn't. So I got to be mindful of of those things. Right. And hopefully, depending on who I'm speaking with, um, they can help me. Yep. So my wife, you know, she can clearly say, "Hey, hey, Chris, let me finish." Oh, okay, okay, sorry. I got so excited. Um, so that's helpful. But you know, in in other environments where maybe they don't know me, I have to be a little more. Uh, um, mindful of yep. what I'm doing in that. Um, the If we just want to look for an incredibly practical side of a, of a piece of advice, I guess, yep. is when when the word um, passionate comes up, there's a real wide right. uh, spectrum of what that might mean. Yep. And so if that means, and this is just me talking about me again, sometimes uh, my defenses start to go up. I feel my blood pressure rise. I don't know why I'm getting frustrated right now in this conversation about probably a thing that's not that <laughs> important, probably doesn't match the right. need for the, but for whatever weird reason, um, I'm feeling personally threatened. Yeah. Uh, then, and I, and an hour from now, I could probably rationally work out of that and realize right. what a goofball I'm being. But in that moment, I right. just feel my blood pressure rising. I'm getting frustrated. I'm starting to lose 
focus on what we're really talking about because I just want to. So uh, real, real easy tips. There are there are a couple of we use this in counseling all over the place. A couple yep. of ones called box breathing. If you've heard of box breathing, um, you you take a breath four seconds in. You know, so you breathe in for four. You hold for four. You breathe out for four. Yep. You hold for four. It sounds so dumb, and 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 maybe sounds a little. Um, <clears throat> can we say sissy? On this podcast, it sounds maybe sissy. So here's the cool part. If you're a dude listening to this, uh, this came out of Navy SEAL training. You cannot get more manly than Navy SEAL training. And it actually is a a component that these guys use before they go into some of their most intense situations. Because if they're in there with the emotions high and running, mistakes get made. And so they learn box breathing early on so that they can control that. Not only in those, let's say, aggressive situations, but you just think in terms of having to... Uh, a swim <laughs> long distances uh the, some of the stuff that they do so yeah. so navy seals um so that's kind of a cool component and it's um there's a, d- a psychological and physiological design behind that yep. to bring your parasympathetic and your sympathetic nervous systems which i don't even know what that means but it sounds cool uh together and get them matching and so sometimes when you feel that man i'm getting frustrated face turning red heart rate is going up you're just feeling that sense of and you don't know why like what am i that's your your nervous system's kind of going out of whack. Box breathing can bring them back in, okay. and uh, and then maybe continue on to that conversation. Sometime later, you might revisit why you felt threatened or why you, but sometimes in the moment you just can't do that. So that's a really simple trick. And then the other one is a more as a, a they call it grounding techniques. Mm. Grounding technique is um and and it's used heavily with uh, in the world of panic attacks. It's a really helpful tool, but I think it could be helpful if you're again sensing that, you know whatever emotion driving up um and that is uh usually uh, three things you can smell three things you can see three things you can touch in the room right now sure so just that that two minutes it takes to do that um that can help bring back to reality and center you back down grounding is what it's called okay on the other side if it's not that extreme you know it's just like how do i communicate with a little less yeah. uh tricks like using i language instead of you uh, avoid. In other words, like you said, <laughs> hey, I, I think I heard you say that's yeah. just different. That helps keep the emotion back here and not shoving right. out there. Um, and then the idea of um, uh, not using extreme words like never or always. Hmm. Well, you never let me finish. Well, that's not true. <laughs> so it can't be a true statement. Words right. like never and always can't be true statements. So, yeah. so there's probably a couple things that help mitigate some of the passion. Is yeah. that... What do you think? What am I missing? There's probably more to that. Yeah, I think the... So for me, as someone that also communicates passionately, we can talk about literally anything and I will communicate passionately. I always tell the the story to communicate this. My brother and I lived together in college as roommates with two other guys for my freshman year, his junior year. Um, and the story I always use, again, grew up in a big family. We're always arguing. It's just how you communicate. It's yeah. just argue, which yeah. again, not condoning, just <laughs> observing <laughs> a fact of big families. <laughs> um, and so we're living together. It's probably two in the morning and me and my brother are wide awake arguing about whether it's better to use shampoo and then conditioner oh. or use a two-in-one shampoo conditioner. Seems I, of important. course, advocated for the shampoo and then conditioner mm. because, of course, that's right. Obviously. We were literally arguing, and this is just how big families argue, like, not no animosity towards yeah. each other. It's just this is the thing that matters right now in this moment. Yeah. Arguing and arguing and arguing. Um, and our roommate finally woke up and was like, will you please stop? <laughs> It's two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Please shut up. Yeah, yeah. And so learning that you really can just stop. Yeah. You can walk away from an argument. And that, yeah. that was something hard in marriage when Julie and I f- 
um, were first married, was walking away from an argument to me felt like I'm dismissing the issue wow. that I am... I'm being unbiblical because I'm letting the sun go down in my anger. Oh, wow, yeah. That's sure. the verse that's typically used. <coughs> yeah. where it's like we have to do this argument. We have to finish yeah. this conversation tonight because yeah. if we don't, yeah. I'm failing as Not a listening to Jesus somehow. husband. Yeah. Um, but understanding that it really is okay and probably better in most situations yeah. to say, hey, I'm, I love that we're having the conversation. I like, I, I'm not trying to dismiss it. I do think I need time to just process, yeah. to just let my emotions not yeah. get the better of me because yeah. I feel them starting to get the better of me, and I don't want to take things out on you. Yeah. So if you if, if if we can, can we pause and come back in an hour yeah. or tomorrow yeah. or whatever it might be? Yep. And understanding that that that's really okay. It's not yeah. dismissive. You're not dismissing yeah. the person. You're not yeah. dismissing the issue. You're trying to protect the person yeah. because you recognize that you tend to be emotional. You might let your emotions get the better of you, yeah. and you don't want to take that out on that person while again recognizing like you said emotions are important yeah yeah emotions are going to be a part of every conversation that you have that's yeah. a good thing yeah and understanding when it can be abused yeah is good too yeah i think i, I like what you're saying there and i think that's a, a definite uh application of that verse to not let your son go down on the ang on your anger because yeah. you're not right you're saying we're gonna like we're gonna work this out baby i love you so much we're, right. we're in this like this we're gonna figure this out tonight's yep. not a good time to do that right i'm tired you're tired whatever right i think the misapplication or the, the, the danger of not listening to that kind of a verse is the, I'm angry at you, yep. but I'm not going to tell you that I'm angry at you. Right. I'm just going to allow Satan to develop this bitterness in me and have a right. foothold. So now our relationship is tweaked, which is going to make my relationship with God tweaked. Yep. So that's more what I think Jesus is saying there. Right. Uh, not that you have to solve it all <laughs> before, yeah, which is easier in the yeah. summer than in the winter because it goes down at like right. 4 p.m. So. Right. Well, and I think it, it can bring up to, it can bring up in that conversation, I'm mad and I really shouldn't be mad. Yeah. So I can deal with my anger yeah. and still have the issue be unresolved. Right. Because now I'm angry and I have no reason or right to be angry. Yeah. I'm taking that out. That now needs yeah. to be addressed in the yeah. moment. And I need to apologize. I need to yeah. repent of that. Ask for and probably has less to do with the other person and more to do with what's like right. wrong in me, what, where I still need Jesus right. to shave off some stuff in me. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. okay to take a break. It, <laughs> it really is. And healthy. Very healthy. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, that's, that's all, all the right. questions we have. Cool. Anything Thanks on your end that you're... Yeah. Leave it unsaid. I don't. You're not communicating. I did probably. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you what do you say when you how to communicate from Proverbs? <laughs> well, you know, next month we'll read it again, and <laughs> right. so you'll pull out ten more points, and yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. So. Yeah. Well, I, the the last thing I'll say is we had a, we had a great conversation in, in life group about hmm. how it's it's so cool that God gives us these amazing principles for communication, yeah, so that we can communicate who He is, yeah, like that's so cool. Yeah. All of those principles that we get from Proverbs can yeah. be built and used in our day to day relationships to communicate. Like, hey, yeah. this is what Jesus is doing in my life. Yeah. What's Jesus doing in your life? Sure, He's not doing anything. Yeah, He is he's doing something. Yeah, He is. Let's I find think it. He's doing something. Hey, we'll what life it. group are you part of? I'm a part of the uh, La Victor. Oh, <laughs> is that how they pronounce their last name? Yeah, no, Sorry, you got Brian. it. No, yeah, he's Brad. Brad, yeah, no, that's one of my favorite life groups. It was one of those names that I read the first time. And I was like, La Victor, La Victoria. Yeah, I think it's French. They French, maybe, maybe Italian. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but it's great. Uh, it's one of my favorite life groups. I have a lot of favorite <laughs> life groups. La Victor Jarvis, two of my favorite pattern here. top life groups that I <laughs> love. And if you're looking for a life group, they also meet on Sunday afternoons. They do. So, you it's know, we've got a couple on Sundays. Yeah. But we have, we have life groups on other days, too. So if you're not in one. <laughs> but those are not Chris's favorite. <laughs> no, some of those are my favorite life group. Well, they're not going to be mentioned. So. Well, I, I'm, you just, know, I'm just sensing a if, if they come up in the podcast, <laughs> I'll mention it. If they ask a question to the podcast. 
then they can be. We'll mention them. Yeah, I'm just saying. Works. Yeah. Cool. cool. Well, thanks for your thanks, time. Man. Yeah, sure. Thanks for submitting questions. Um, keep all the good social media stuff rolling. Keep the conversation going. Like Chris said, let us know. Um, continue the conversation. Ask questions. We love doing it. It's a blast. Yeah. So dig it. Awesome. Well, we'll keep reading through Proverbs through February, and we will see you all next week. 